0: Hey, Special Educators, I'm Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to the Special Educators Resource Room. If you're like me, you're always looking for ways to save time and streamline your work. That's why this podcast was created, to give you the systems and solutions you need to get your time back. Tune in for tips, tricks, and tools that will help you manage your workload and make the most of your time. Whether you're brand new or experienced, All are welcome in the Special Educators resource room. Hey, Special Educators, Jennifer from Positively Learning. Let's talk about balance. How do we balance all of the things we need to do with students? I'm not even talking about all the things we do behind the scenes, but actually when we're working with students, how much time should we be spending focused on IEP goals and objectives, whether it's teaching, practicing, collecting data versus individualized attention, which can change from moment to moment versus Any other requirements or pressure that we may be receiving from the school or from grade level, general education, that might be assignments, testing, how do we balance all of it? Because we can't just say 33% here, 33% here. It just doesn't work like that. So what do you do? Right off the bat, I should say that this was something I was always working on and didn't completely solve it. Things did improve quite a bit, but it was still always on my mind. I was constantly reflecting and reevaluating to see how I could spend more time on what I felt my students needed. We'll also say, let's just throw out the word balance, because balance would refer to 33% here and there and everywhere, and that's just not going to happen, nor does it need to happen. Instead of balance, let's think of it as how do we keep our priorities in place and get everything done that we want to accomplish. The three areas are IEP goals and objectives, individualized attention and outside pressures like gen ed requirements and testing. Individualized attention to me was not hard to find time for because you had to. You could have plans for everything, but they just go straight out the window if a student absolutely needed something in that moment. That's just how that works. It's hard to plan for things because there's always something to attend to. So finding time for individualized attention wasn't actually a struggle. It just had to happen. That leaves us with the other two areas, focusing on students' IEP goals and objectives and focusing in on all those outside things that just keep showing up. I went to the school and anybody who would listen, and I asked, how do you do this? How am I supposed to do this? Like, show me the way. I was always told that my role is to make the students' IEP goals and objectives the priority. That is what I am there for. However, the actions were completely different. I had days and weeks where it felt like all I was doing was some type of accommodation for testing. I had students that would just come to school and I would just be on the lookout for them to grab them to do a test. And that was very frustrating to me and didn't line up with what my role was supposed to be. Can anyone relate or was this just unique to me? I would love to hear from you if you were also in this position or if you weren't in this position and you were able to focus on IEP goals and objectives. Accommodations for my students were often for extended time or reduced distractions, which meant I spent a lot of time administering assessments in the resource room setting. I didn't have time in my schedule for testing because I was teaching. I was either pushing into the inclusion classroom or I was pulling small groups back to the resource room, just depending on what service minutes look like for my students. So it felt like I had two competing roles and it was somehow I was supposed to be doing them both. at the same time and it was very, very difficult to figure out. Now I'm going to share what works, but of course you need to follow the IEP and what's best for students. And your school may also have some guidance on how to figure that all out. Here's what I did. The first thing I tried to do was set a schedule. I looked at a week at a glance and would set aside specific days for instruction, other days for assessments, and it didn't really work too well. Because some weeks had more assessments, some weeks had less, and then student apps Absences. Maybe I set aside Wednesday, Thursday for assessments and my students were absent those days. So I had to catch them up on other days, and it just did not work for us. I also tried a daily schedule where I thought, okay, we can do instruction in the morning and then assessments in the afternoon or vice versa. But related service provider schedules were a little bit tricky and student stamina. Some students did better when they were fresh in the morning. Some students were asleep in the morning and they did better in the afternoon and it was just really tricky. So the schedule did not work for us. Here's what I did instead. I focused on instruction because that was number one in my mind and that is what I wanted to do with my students, focusing on instruction aligned with IEP goals and objectives. And then I leaned heavily into an independent work system. This looked like setting up the structures where my students were going to be successful working independently. And that took a while, like weeks, a month, and students had varying levels of independence. Some students were able to work independently for a short time, like on task boxes, file folders, or work binders. Maybe they were in a rotation. So after 15 minutes, then we would get up, do something whole group, maybe a brain break, and then we would get reset and we'd move on to a different independent activity. Other students needed much more guidance. Maybe they could work independently, but they needed to have very close proximity. Like right next to me, I was often by myself or maybe had a paraprofessional with me. Then some students needed direct instruction, but I couldn't always be available. So believe it or not, I mean, it sounds kind of funny, but at the time it was my solution. I created PowerPoint slideshows where I was teaching and talking and I recorded them and my students would work on those when they couldn't be actually participating in direct instruction with me. It was a little crazy. I selected all of these resources aligned with my students' IEP goals and objectives. So it took a lot of planning. Now, it did get easier as time went on, and it's one of the reasons I love task boxes so much, but you could do this with work binders and file folders also. I was able to repurpose these materials from year to year, even if my students had different goals, they might've been in the same realm or the same content area. And task boxes are these short little tasks that are easy to differentiate depending on what students need. So I might've been able to use the same task box, but use it maybe in a slightly different way to meet different students' needs. Now that we have the independent work systems in place, let's back up to see what this actually looks like. Maybe I am pulling a group into the resource room and I have 10 to 12 students. We are gonna meet as a whole group first, to get ourselves settled, um, do some announcements, any type of meeting that we need to have. Maybe there's a direct instruction portion, which often could look like me just doing a quick concept development. Maybe we're doing a Haggerty lesson, something like that, that keeps us like glued together. (laughs) And then I'm gonna set the structure for that hour and students are gonna be moving to their independent work systems and rotations will begin. And I was part of those rotations, pulling a small group to the kidney table. Ideally, I'm pulling a small group Group for instruction, but oftentimes it was to administer accommodations. So I might have six students at the kidney table and student all the way to my left and all the way to my right who are in closest proximity to me, they may be receiving accommodations for assessments. Or maybe that's where they're doing independent work systems because they really need that close proximity. The other four students at my table might be doing an activity or their own independent work systems or their own assessments. I'm kind of like that octopus in the middle, keeping track of everything that's happening and looking out throughout the resource room. In fact, if somebody would come in and do an observation, they would see students working at a table Maybe there's six students doing six different activities, students around the resource room doing independent work systems. Then somebody is listening to a video of me teach in the corner. It's just crazy, right? And it's what we did every single day. And it always was changing. And whenever we needed to, we would come back as a whole group, get ourselves reset, and then off we go back into independent work systems. Whew. It was very exciting and very exhausting. Let's circle back to the original topic. How do you balance it all? How do you balance focusing in on student IEP goals and objectives and all of those other things that we need to get done? I shared how we handled it and everything did get done and my students made tremendous progress. But is that really a solution? I'll leave that up to you. In fact, I'd love to hear from you. What do you think? How do you handle it all? And what questions do you have for me? I'm sure I left something out that was happening during those very busy days. So let me know if you have any questions. I'd love to continue the conversation. Until next time, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode in the Special Educators Resource Room. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I'm dying to ask, what'd you think? Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. You can find the show notes and links for everything mentioned in this episode at PositivelyLearningBlog.com. See you next week for more special education solutions.